0: they'll start planning for when they're kids perhaps um, about their dream wedding and the inspiration that is out there um, on social media I think that's why people ju- the, the weddings just get bigger and bolder and more expensive and people want to put you know their entire life savings into it because they just want it to be this huge statement. Welcome to the Yes to I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy.
1: Jack, who do we have on today? We've got
2: Claire Lithgow, who is a florist and a venue stylist as well. Really great conversation. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. What did we chat about, Chris?
1: So I was very interested to find out where the crossover comes between um, a wedding florist and a stylist, because often if you do have a bigger wedding, you end up having both. So I was going kind to... Of, and finding out kind of at what point one stops and the other begins is uh, was interesting to me uh, also her dislike of a certain flower um which is interesting uh, and learning a lot about the kind of the, the seasonality of, uh, of of wedding floristry as well i
2: think what was really good about this one is that we kind of went into the process that goes into why a supplier is the price that it is and why we charge what we charge and kind of the the things that go on that you would never really realise happen and Claire breaks down her entire wedding process and it's fascinating to see how much work she puts into each wedding that she does so I think that'll be really good for you guys to to kind of hear so you can hear what we actually do and how much love we put into each wedding that we
1: end up doing You didn't just say that, did you? How much... Oh God! How much love we put into... Oh Wow, uh, I think I, I don't think I can say anything apart from let's just hear Claire not say anything like that. Oh, Claire, thanks for joining us today, and uh, could you just tell uh, Jack and uh, obviously the uh, the listeners as well a, a little about your your business?
0: Um, so I'm a wedding florist. Um, I started running the business um, six years. I don't know. Uh, where that's gone uh, so I predominantly um, just do people's weddings flowers uh, quite large events with some styling um, I work quite, quite closely uh, with other styling wedding styling companies as well um, yeah, and that, that, that's pretty much what I do full-time, but that is my full-time job.
1: One question I've always uh, wondered about how it works, because obviously you're a wedding florist and you're kind of a stylist as well. So at what point does uh, the relationship with another stylist kind of cross over and when do the other people come in? I mean, how, how does that work?
0: Well, they do the kind of big stuff. So they'll get um, you know high up um, on ladders and, and hang all the big elaborate fairy light systems and and drapes and um that kind of thing they'll they'll have like the big furniture um like um chests and um suitcases and um chest of drawers and chairs and big leather sofas and stuff like that so they have all the big um large items um i don't really cater for stuff like that i wouldn't have any room to store any of that kind of thing i just do like the little stuff so uh, more detailed styling like um, candlelight and um, lanterns and plants and, and bits and bobs like that that would generally go um, down the aisle for the ceremony or on tables. So, so yeah, all the all the big kind of like gift table stuff and large item stuff. Yeah, that that that's, I leave that to the pros.
1: So, when it comes to the floral style of the styling, do they are there companies that do that? normally as well or do they normally then kind of outsource that to some a company like you
0: yeah yeah that that's where i get involved generally there's a couple of um local um, stylists that i work alongside and they don't really get involved in the flower side of things um that that, that's you know we we work quite well alongside each other because we can recommend each, each other uh to our brides and obviously we get each other bookings and things which which is really awesome to be able to do that um so so yeah no but i know there's some styling companies do do it um but no not the ones that i work alongside um they, they they definitely leave the flower side of things to me
1: so in terms of how you become a florist i mean i've seen that there are like things like college courses on floristry and things like that i mean presumably you've gone through yeah
0: a long 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 time ago I'm showing my age big time Um, yeah I actually got a job in a florist before I even trained so I I worked I lived in Brighton for 10 years I lived there in my very early 20s Um, so I started working in a florist shop there for about 18 months and then I went and did my first floristry course Um, then I went away traveling the world and worked in different florists over there as well so that was quite cool to get um different styles and techniques and work with well not that much different flowers but sometimes um they were different like in australia and stuff they'd be more tropical flowers um then i came back to the uk and i i worked in lots of different florist shops and then i decided at one point that i wanted to teach so i then went back to college because you have to be um, qualified um, higher in what a higher level in what you want to teach so I went away and did that and but then realized that after doing the course I had romanticized the idea of teaching (laughs) and decided not to do it Um, and then I moved from Brighton back to Bournemouth where I um, uh, originally lived and um, had a worked in another couple of florists and then decided to start the business Um, so yes I am qualified but to be honest with you it's it's not particularly necessary i think if you have a natural flair for it then anybody anybody can teach it to you and you can pick it up there's plenty of people out there that some amazing freelance florists that i'm, I'm really close with that are not not um, qualified and they're just incredible so it's not always essential if you've got the flair, then you've got it
2: i guess it's like most creative kind of professions in that you don't necessarily need a degree or any no. kind of recognition to be good at it if you're good at it you're exactly. good at it yeah exactly yeah, that's, yeah. that makes perfect sense
0: yeah and it's nice because you've got things um you know everything's so visual these days you've got pinterest and social media and instagram so they're just great sources of inspiration for people as well me i'm, I'm qualified i'm professional i know what i'm doing but i but this it's still amazing I still, you know, um, look at these sources of inspiration for inspiration and still wowed by what other people do as well. So, yeah, I think if you can just kind of develop a style and, um, you know, just just go for it. Teach yourself. um, Yeah. If you've got if you've got the flair, it's quite easy to do, I think.
2: Yeah. So you touched on it just I was going to bring this up a bit later, but you touched on it now. So I think I'll bring it up um, about Yeah, I probably
0: covered quite a bit all in one go there, didn't I? (laughs)
2: That's fine um pinterest is something that we discussed with a lot of people who were in the yeah. visual side of wedding whether that's makeup dresses stylists florists for you is it something that's beneficial if someone comes to you with a pinterest board or how do you feel oh about using gosh. pinterest when planning a wedding
0: it's essential it's essential so one one of the main things um that i kind of have a routine that i have with brides when they contact me um and it will always be and um, for them to go to the contact form on my website for them to um, fill in all the questions so basically I've got I've got a, a wealth of information when they contact me so that I can um, check availabilities because it's not necessarily that I'll only take on one wedding in one day if it's feasible I'll, I'll take on two um, so that, that's one of the reasons why I get them to fill in the questionnaire so there's tons of um, uh, information there for me to address but one of the things as well is is obviously if they don't use Pinterest I'm not going to go and force them to go and teach themselves to use <laughs> Pinterest but m- most people do and it's great if I've got a board uh, for, for, to look at before we have a consultation it's just so I can get a real vibe of what they're after and it's 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 great for them as well because they can't always explain what they want there or articulate um, but they know visually when they see something um, so yeah, if they can use Pinterest and create a inspirational board, sometimes they're a bit wild and all over the place, and there's no co you know cohesive pattern. Um, but most of the time, yeah, whenever I get a Pinterest board from a client, I look straight at it and I go, right, I know exactly what you want. I know the vibe. So yeah, it's it's brilliant. A lot of people don't like it, but I I think Pinterest is awesome. It's essential for my line of work, one hundred percent.
2: Think when you're. In your in your particular industry, there's got to be a, a seasonality to it, and how that affects what you can have at your wedding. I'm guessing um, there are some restrictions or something like that. Yes, I wanted to there ask. There are that.
0: restrictions. Um, <laughs> sorry, what did you say? I, I,
1: I wanted to ask that question. I wanted to sound clever, but Jack beat me to it. You
0: can ask it again if you want. We can just edit Chris out. It's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, there are okay so that it is a really good topic actually because um, dare I bring up the B word brexit um, I've always relied on using um, Holland flowers Um, it's just easy Um, and there's lots of variety and the seasons last for a really really long time so most of my clients will um, choose to get married at a certain type of year because they want a certain type of look and the flowers tend to go alongside that. So nine times out of 10, I don't really have to disappoint that many people by saying, no, you can't have this and no, you can't have that. But the mo- the favorites are things like um, peonies, always, always, always peonies. And the peony season is incredibly short. Um, so yeah, I do have to tend to let a lot of people down with regards to things like that. So, so, um, so and, sorry,
1: just cutting quickly, uh, is it just that the, the flowers just don't exist at that time of year, or is it they are far, it, prohibitively yeah. expensive?
0: No, 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 they just don't exist. They just don't exist. Prices can fluctuate. Um, so, you know, you've got things like spring flowers and ranunculus and anemones and hyacinth and stuff like that that will start in November, December, which is really quite early considering it's a, it's a bulb flower, it's a spring flower. Uh, but it will take you all the way through into may sometimes so at the very beginning of the season at the very end of the season sometimes the prices can be higher but when they're in their prime they're obviously cheaper because there's more of it um but yeah things like peonies they're just they're just not around they have a two month um um, a period of when they're available and sometimes they start earlier sometimes they go a little bit later what they do actually do it, it really is actually only about a month that they're available but they'll cut them uh, when they're in buds and put them in um, low temperatures so that they don't open and it get, it extends the season for another month so that when you get them um, as a florist for, for a wedding you've literally got about two days and then they'll all just start falling to pieces because obviously they've been cut and chilled um, so yeah it it allows the, the season to go longer and brides to have that dream flower that they want. Um, but yeah, you've got to be careful because sometimes they can literally just fall to pieces.
1: Um, so a quick... Just, yeah. Just wondering, because obviously each flower is kind of unique, but then there are flowers that kind of look a bit like other flowers. Like, so for instance, yeah. yeah. So my partner really likes sun, uh, sunflowers. Um, so yes. So sunflowers are very unique looking, but then you can also get flowers which are kind of big-headed and a similar kind of yellow, perhaps a bit paler or something. So in the cases where a flower isn't available... Do you then say, Well, I know you want this type of flower, but actually, this flower looks a lot like it, so we can use that one instead? I mean, is that the sort of thing yeah, that happens?
0: Definitely, because I think um, going back to peonies is a perfect example. Um, people tend to like that look because it is very big, open, blousy lots and lots of petals so then you could go away and recommend a lovely um garden rose which would open up all really lovely and blousy and lots of petals and scented as well scent is also quite important to some people so yeah there's lots of different things that you can definitely recommend i'm not sure i could find (laughs) um uh, something that could mimic a sunflower uh, that is pretty pretty unique um but yeah, there, there is always something that you can offer as an alternative, which is nice. Um, but yeah, sometimes it is it is difficult um, when you have to let people down. I've had people change when they're going to get married just because they, they want that particular flower. But most people are wow. fairly relaxed, fairly chilled. Yeah, I know. that, that That's impressive, isn't it? <laughs> but I, I,
1: I guess to a certain extent that goes to show how important the flowers are to people. Be. Because, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't personally... Mm see the value in flowers like <laughs> I, and i i don't want to be uh, kind of I, I like them and i think they look great and i've seen some of your work and i've seen lots of and they look absolutely incredible however
0: but don't you think they finish a venue wouldn't wouldn't it just be so sad to go to a wedding and there's no flowers well
1: yeah i i understand they have to be there and i'm not uh, advocating anyone saying oh we'll just bin the flowers but i i am much more uh keen on putting budget into kind of other areas i i think that that's kind of my opinion so but you know if people are changing their wedding date because of flowers and i think yeah. particularly when it comes to things like buttonholes that's where i'm just like oh waste of money but uh one, 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 one for
0: yeah it's a, it is a small item it, one it, for the groom you know what some grooms get so hung up on it <laughs> really i think it's like their input into the flowers oh. so they <laughs> spend a long time talking about the, it. the one decision they've been allowed
1: to make yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: exactly <laughs> they get like well, well i want it to look like this and i want it to look like that and I think it's really funny, bless them. So, I'm <laughs> being the binder like, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I am very scientific in how I approach things, so I am actually very open to changing my mind based on new evidence arriving. So could you tell me what? why do you think that wedding flowers are so important to a day?
0: It's it, weddings are huge. They're they are a huge thing these days. and um, it, it's a statement. It's it's all about um themes. I think um, social media has a huge part to play in it as well, because, you know, brides will, they'll get engaged or, or even not have to be engaged. They'll start planning for when they're kids, perhaps, um, about their dream wedding and the inspiration that is out there um, on social media. I think that's why people ju- the, the weddings just get bigger and bolder and more expensive and People want to put you know their entire life savings into it because they just want it to be this huge statement um and also it's 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 really good fun it's not just about flowers it's about creating a, a look a statement a feel a a, a theme um yeah i it, it it's 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 really good fun um, to get involved with brides that have these amazing you know visions of their days um with um yeah just really out there crazy themes which is it's it's, it's cool
1: i think i mean i don't like to, i don't hate them and i like I, said, I I do think they look incredible it's just the the, the value side of it um i mean you, you touched on there about yeah how... but you
0: talk about the value but then it it it's i've had a lot of people say to me oh but it's just flowers it's just for one day everything is just for one day the dress is for one day the food is for one day you know so the magical memories that
1: me and jack leave last forever though is that right jack
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so do the flowers (laughs) the the memories
2: of the flowers i suppose i think they i think the flowers are perhaps more important than other parts of the decorations like perhaps the chair sashes or something like that that people can get really hung up about but don't. I think flowers add more value than something like that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: I think so because it it will also be in every picture as well. Exactly. I think um, I'm not just saying it because it's what I do, but I think photographers are your ultimate number one um, food because you want everyone to come away going, "That was the best food I've ever had at a wedding." Um, flowers, because you just want it to look amazing, and the dress. they're they're the top four 100% that's what you're always going to remember and in the pictures that's always what you're going to see your lovely flowers and and the stunning dress that you wore and everyone's always going to talk about the food yeah but the pictures last forever so new photographer it's it's number one 100% and obviously you guys entertainment magic (laughs) (laughs) very very important
1: wasn't coerced into that statement at all there was no pointing at, at the screen and saying what about what, <laughs> what about us i mean you, you touched on it a minute ago about how weddings are getting bigger and more expensive and bolder um and i think i'd hmm. be pretty um safe to say that you tend to operate at the higher end of the market in terms of you know, who who you're serving and the venues that you're kind of um
0: yeah de- decorating. i suppose so
1: um, because one of our previous guests I'm not going to say who uh, actually described you as her hero um no <laughs> because,
0: because,
1: my gosh that's so because,
0: that's just mental
1: because they think your work is absolutely just absolutely mind-blowing I'm not, I'm not sure if you've had a uh, a chance to check out Claire's work Jack because it has been kind of relatively short notice but uh yeah that what you've for for someone who is not a huge fan of flowers, I don't see that much value. And you when I see what you do, I'm just like, yeah, they actually are pretty good. But I, I think they, they have got to, they have got to be done right. I think that's the. I think. so.
0: If you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah.
1: Do it right, for sure. So in terms of the how it works with um, booking you or booking a florist in general, I'm, I'm assuming you all work roughly the same. How does how does it go from Okay, I like your work. I'm getting in contact you with you to. This is to on the day. This is how everything looks. I mean, what's what's the process for that?
0: Okay, so yeah, a little bit what I talked about earlier. So it's uh, definitely a routine. So um, a bride will quite often they would have either followed me on Instagram or they've just browsed the internet and come across the website and God, that is it. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Then they generally uh, send the email or or, or fill in the contact form on the website. And then we'll exchange the images or the Pinterest board uh, for me to get a a good idea of uh, what they want. Then there will be a phone consultation uh, where we'll have a really good natter, usually a good hour, about all their um, ideas, wish lists, most important things, budgets, things like that. Then I'll go away and put a really detailed quote together. Um and then after that usually it's um a, a booking will be made, and then and then that's kind of it. the the the, the deal is sealed. Uh, the dates in the diary, and then from there on in, usually about a year, we'll just liaise during the course of that year. Um, it might be you know dresses weren't purchased before we chatted and. You know, because a lot of people they have like they'll do like like photographer, venue, florist, and then they'll work their way down the list. So you know, inevitably things will change along the line, um or a dress colour might change, or, or or something like that. But basically, we just liaise all the way through the course of that year. um Sometimes site visits will be required if it's a particularly large setup or. You know, big installations and things, and then yeah, that, that that's it. They just leave the rest to me. Um, um, anything that I need, I'll, li- I'll liaise with venues or marquee people or stylists or you know whoever's involved. Basically, uh, whatever I need to make sure that the setup runs smoothly on the day, I'll sort all that out beforehand. Yeah, and then and then the week before the wedding, we we order, we we make, we deliver, we set up, we we dismantle uh, we take away um, so yeah it, it's yeah they just they just have thankfully uh, faith in in what I do and just pretty much leave me to it uh, which is nice very so so, nice uh, uh, and did, then yeah the wedding's done in dusted and before you know you're on to the next one it's just
1: occurred to me um, what happens to all the flowers after, after the wedding do they just get composted
0: <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. I I really encourage people to take it away with them, um, give it away to guests at the end of the evening. Table, you know, centerpieces, bridesmaids to take home their bouquets, uh, especially brides, you know, go and get it preserved, do something like that. But obviously, massive um, kind of ceiling installations, then yeah, they're not going to be taking that apart at the end of the night and giving it away to people um so yeah sadly i i would love to be one of those really proactive people that says i give it away to charity and 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 give it to old people's homes but the 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 brutal honesty is by the end of the week um generally a sunday when i'm going to collect it all i am exhausted and all i want to do is 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 get it back to to my studio and and pop it in the bin or I'll give it away, I do, I work next door to Conker Gin, I don't know whether you guys have heard of Yeah. Gin, yep. um, it's just Yum. a Gin, gin Distillery, yep. so all the girls in there and all the all the boys get to take um, flowers home for their wives um, so yeah, I share the love in that way um, if, if the flower can be shared and love can be given, I will certainly do it if not, sadly, it goes in the bin. It's really bad, I know.
1: <laughs> but they're, they're composted, which helps them grow new flowers in the future, right?
0: Oh, yeah. It's a su- oh, yeah. I'm very, very, very green life. in that way. I do. I do compost everything. That's for you, Jack. I even, like, recycle the toilet roll holders and <laughs> any, anything that can be possibly recycled. I do. I am pretty good at, like, that. Very good. I'll even pick all the little bits of elastic band out of the, the green waste, um yeah pretty sad i know
1: well, i think it would be a bit strange if a florist wasn't kind of green with their, their business things.
0: some yeah. aren't believe it or not some what? aren't but i can understand why because it is costly and time consuming but um yeah no most people are hopefully
1: that's just weird to me um yeah <laughs> i'm just just wondering um so Presumably, most people are getting their flowers from the same or similar sources, so the prices tend to are not going to vary too much from um, from supplier to supplier. So, where does the variation in cost come with a with booking florists? Is it just through experience or? Um, because you said that qualifications don't matter too much as long as you've got the flair no. for it. So wh- where does the no. price variation come from, if there is any? I mean, I've I, I not booked a florist, or I don't know.
0: I think it is a good one, and it does deserve an answer. And I actually wrote a blog on this um, the other day, and it is and uh, um, the, the blog was called "Why Are Wedding Flowers So Expensive?" And basically, the, the whole blog was about um, a rundown of what I will do for a bride. Um, and it was to kind of validate pricing, um, for wedding florists, um, it, wedding floristry is, it, it is different from, um, a standard florist, um, because of these reasons. So basically going back from, um, uh, we were talking earlier with the process of, of, of booking and the journey that I will go through with the bride. So yeah, basically people generally book. A year in advance um there will be the, the the initial consultation and quote and then there will be further discussions and further quotes typed up all of which you know hours have to be paid for um during the course of the year i'll answer on average you know anywhere between 20 to, to, to 40 emails per bride just answering the simplest of questions or helping them choose table linen or You know, they'll ask me, oh, Claire, which style of um, invitation do you think we should go for? So all of this all over the course of the year of which I've not been paid for yet. Um, So if you if you kind of kept a little tally and calculated um, all of these hours up to to the to the run up of the wedding um, and then the the, the week before, I will um, create a detailed buying list then I will go online and pre-order the flowers, then sometimes the flowers aren't available, so I then need to go back and be and, we plan and um, adjust the buying list, and then go back and um, order more flowers. So all of this, you know, all these hours are adding up. And then, so basically, during the busy wedding season, my, my working week will be Monday is, is generally admin day, social media day, then Tuesday is um, prep day for the wedding, so I'll go down and you know, wrap any boxes for deliveries and clean all the vases and get all the candle wax off any vessels or anything that needs to be done, clean buckets. Wednesday, flowers arrive and now I'll start working on the wedding. Thursday, it will be all day. Friday, it will be all day on wedding flowers. Loading a van can be like Tetris and you can <laughs> spend hours, you know, trying to get that everything in and secure and packed. Um, then you're up early in the morning and you're, you're there at the, the bride's room at eight o'clock in the morning dropping off OKs, and you'll be at the venue I'll generally be there all day I'll stay for the changeover then I'll go home I'll be back up again the following morning um uh, you know collecting um a dismantling taking everything away putting unloading the van back into the studio, you know, to perhaps have a couple of hours off Sunday afternoon, then you're back on it Monday. So when you add up all of those hours, and then, you know, say divide it by, you know, what the bride has paid for her wedding flowers, sometimes, you know, you'd be shocked by the, by the hourly rate. So <laughs> this is how people, you know, do their pricing and justify the prices that that, that, that they do charge. Because when you do break down all the hours that you've put in, it makes you realize how potentially little you are charging for, for what you've done. Um, so sometimes it can be like, but why are wedding flowers so expensive versus a gift bouquet for, from a florist? Well, they're, they're the reasons why. Yeah. And I think that's why flowers will vary in price because some people will you know, rate their worth higher th- th- than other people. And some people um, potentially don't go away and do that breakdown. Um, so therefore they'll, 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 you know, charge a little less or whatever. Uh, but that, that's how I do it anyway.
2: Yeah, uh, I think, I think, I mean, I'm amazed at how much work you put into getting a wedding a ready. It's are. that incredible. And I can see why you are, as Chris said, at the, the higher end of the, the, perhaps the higher end of the market. Because you are putting in that much work yeah. and I can see easily how someone could be charging less, but they're not going to get the same level of service because they could no. perhaps, you know, you could have the initial consultation and that be it. You don't hear from them again for a yeah. year and yeah. then they just chuck some flowers together and send it off. So I can see why the people can be cheaper, but I, I don't think I'd want to if uh, if you're putting in that much effort to make my wedding yeah what it is
0: it is it's huge amounts of effort and um yeah you by the end of it because you you've had so much to do with these couples you develop a friendship with them because you've spent so much time with them over the course of a year um it, yeah it's not it's not just about rocking up on a day with some flowers there's so much more love put into it and like i say you develop a friendship with your brides you know uh, and you want to give them the ultimate the best um you want to create their dream for them and it's really important that you put in all that effort and time
1: so by the sounds of it claire when it comes to kind of the florists which are more expensive you're paying for essentially a lot of their time as well as an exceptional yeah. level of service is that pretty much
0: pretty much it yeah yeah 100 you're paying for the time and the expertise yeah 100 because sometimes it's like i've had loads of weddings where you know they want these big hanging installations and and the marquee people have never dealt with it before and uh, one one, one in last year i was back and forth back and forth like one phone call after another after another trying to sort out the logistics of how we were going to hang this you know floral swing um yeah so basically you know it's, it's all of that as well liaising with um all the different suppliers it's like i said it's not literally just about turning up on the day with some flowers there's yeah logistics are a huge part of what i do mm. especially when you get into um you know the the, the larger um and weddings and higher spend brides and stuff yeah there's loads of logistics that you have to consider yeah, yeah.
1: brilliant well i think that moves us nicely onto our quickfire questions okay starting with uh number one um what is your number one tip for booking a uh a florist
0: um I think you have to be friends with them I think I think if you if you walk up a, a, um, and have a consultation um, with, with a florist um, I think you've got to walk away uh, from the end of it with a really big smile on your face um, feeling that the they've got you 100% got your vibe they understand where you're coming from and you've had ultimately a, a good laugh and a joke um, and and yeah you, you've got i think a friendship with a florist is a really important thing because you, you'll work alongside them for a whole year and if you know things are a bit stiff or a bit awkward then it's not going to be an easy flowing process so yeah i reckon that's my you know apart from all the obvious that like, you know you've got to like their style and this that and the other and budgets have got to be met and things i think ultimately a, a good working relationship is, is really important
2: fantastic answer what is your best wedding story?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, I know you pre-warned you pre- me about this and I was thinking I don't know. Um, but I
1: just want to point out very quickly, we're not going to accept, accept an answer of, oh, they're all so special to me. Because even though that might be true, we're not accepting no. that as an answer.
0: The, so can, I, can we do it as... Um, um my my kind of like my ultimate favorite one or something
1: yeah (laughs) that's fine yeah they're all your favorites but what is your ultimate favorite what
0: is (laughs) um so i think for me i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a saddo i i am absolutely in love with the twilight movies do you know the twilight movies oh
1: yeah i know of them
0: you're just saying that right no no I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying nothing
1: else carry on
0: (laughs) I don't care it's teenage angst but I don't care I'm a huge fan of the Twilight movies and the uh, wedding in in film number four um, is amazing so it's out in the woods with trees and the table decorations are all really elaborate um, so basically, um, when, when I had a bride come to me and and tell me that she wanted me to basically recreate that wedding, it will always be my ultimate favourite. Um, I, I was beyond happy, skipping about on the day of the wedding. I had a, a, a lorry full of trees arrive. We decorated the aisle, the table decorations, the the attention to detail that went into them with like gold leaves and pine cones and moss and... Candlesticks and flowers yeah it was pretty incredible so that that's probably for pure selfish reasons because i'm a bit of a girly twilight fan um yeah and i just love anything foliage and woodlandy anyway um so yeah that was my favorite
1: and the groom didn't end up being a vampire
0: no sadly oh, no. <laughs> no. oh but if he if he was the guy in the movie what's his name patrick uh, blah blah. Yeah, that would
1: have been uh, good. Robert Pattinson, I think.
0: Oh, that's the one. See yeah. You are a fan. No,
1: I just, <laughs> I I just have a memory. That's all. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, <laughs>
0: Patrick. Jesus.
1: <laughs> you got you got the Pat part right on half of I got
0: the Pat part. Yeah, the, yeah, On yeah. the wrong name. I was put under pressure. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, conversely, uh, you probably have an equally hard time. This perhaps. So what's your worst wedding story?
0: i think the worst wedding story it wouldn't be the actual wedding itself it's it's me getting to the venue and trying to get over to Kane manor um last january so it was like one of the big freezes there was snow everywhere i was following the sat nav um and it just kept taking me a down <laughs> one horrible dark dingy country lane to another and there was black ice everywhere and there was snow and i was in in the end the road was closed off and then i I used to deliver in a camper van back then um so i had to do a three-point turn in this precarious little country lane uh, with ice everywhere and i was just getting so stressed i had to this was to collect the wedding so i'd already been there the following day but for some reason that took me on a completely different journey and my satnav doesn't like hampshire at all <laughs> um it's taken me on lots of wild geese chases believe me um and then when i finally get myself back on track with the satnav, i then run over two pheasants which was my first and last road kill um to date but yeah no that that's probably my worst experience for a wedding so far
1: <laughs> and then he harvested the pheasants feathers to be using it used it at a wedding
0: I should have done. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just—I was so stressed. Now I drove away and left it on the floor. I actually just like let out a little squeal and then drove away. It was horrible, <laughs> horrible. But yeah, if if I was thinking properly, I definitely would have foraged those feathers and feathers and put them to good use.
2: And penultimately, what Yay! is your...
1: thank, Chris, thank you, Chris. Every single episode. What... Every single. <laughs> what?
2: Jack, every I was about ex- to say. Finally, and then I remembered. There's one more. So penultimately, <laughs> What is your best, uh, your best wedding tip? or Wedding planning tip.
1: I just, want to, I just want to cut in and explain very quickly here, just for anyone who's uh, listening to the first time. Uh, we are. In, is this the thirty third episode? Thirty fourth episode? Something, something like that. Something like that. I don't really know. In, in every single uh, episode where Jack has asked the fourth of the f- the five quick fire questions, he says, "Finally." Uh, so the last on in the last episode, I called him out on it and said that I was going to say Bing um, if he um, said it again. But he uh, he managed to not do it. So well done, Jack. Uh, so. It worked. <laughs> so, what is your best wedding planning tip?
0: My best tip. Oh no, it's too cheesy. Um, you, no, it's
1: fine. You, you said no. you, you can't get much worse than liking Twilight, so you
0: know. Oh shut up! <laughs> There's Nothing wrong with loving Twilight. I have zero shame. Um, I don't know. How bad is that? Um, um, top, Top tip, top tip, top tip. Have fun. Make sure you're happy. Don't get stressed. It's not worth it. Um, rely on all your awesome suppliers and let them do everything for you. That's a really bad answer, isn't it? <laughs> no,
2: I no. Chris is very happy with that answer.
0: Why okay. are you happy with that
2: answer, Chris? Oh, cause, okay.
1: cause, cause if you feel like you were getting stressed whilst planning your wedding, if only there was a book written by a prominent wedding supplier who has uh, knowledge of uh, hypnotherapy and stoic philosophy. Would that
0: be you by any chance, Chris? <laughs> yes, I, I,
1: I wrote a book. It's called Blissful Wedding Planning, Becoming a Stoic Bride, available in <laughs> paperback, Kindle and Audible
0: you plug that
2: (laughs) oh dear
0: shamelessly i I mean you did
1: set him up for it so
0: i did i did and i i didn't even know i was doing it that was not intentional in the slightest but there you go (laughs) and
1: finally our random question of the week which i've only come up with in the last uh two minutes um uh you might need some time to think about this i don't know and it might not even be an answer um what is the word, the one word, or maybe several words in the English language, that either you hate people pronouncing incorrectly, or when someone says the <laughs> word, it just makes your skin crawl? So I'm, I'm going to. You sh- know
0: what? I'm the worst though. I I'm always pronouncing things. Think there you go, things incorrectly. <laughs> um, no, I I couldn't possibly because anyone listening to this that knows they'd be like. Uh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> You're the worst for that. Um, so um, the worst, what was it? The worst, the worst thing, the worst word. Mm. Did you say was the last yeah. bit? Um, gerber. You,
1: that's, that's a flower, though. You must hear that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Exactly. <laughs> Anyone that says the word gerber to me, I yeah, I, I'd have to claw my own eyes out. How bad is that? <laughs> <laughs> Great answer, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't ask so... me for Jarvis don't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for
2: me it's um, there are lots of words that I don't like people mispronouncing but the one that gets me the most yeah. is when people say pacifically <laughs> rather <laughs> than specifically Not, not, because not... I don't understand how people get that wrong not, but they do uh, not atlantically uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Yeah, I just don't understand it. So that's probably the one that gets me the most.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: is that is that you, Chris?
1: Uh, no, it's not. So I, I I can talk properly. I I know good words, <laughs> me. Um,
0: no, I can't. I'm <laughs> terrible. Right
1: uh, mine, if you're interested, I despise um, people pronouncing the word niche as niche. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah,
2: that's an Americanism, though, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Rather than well, yeah, anything else. It's also just plain wrong, uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not no a big fan of uh, oregano as well because that's just
0: oregano, yeah, yeah. You, and
1: <laughs> like, just as an explanation, there is a, a state in, the, in America called Oregon, okay. And then as soon as they put an O on it, they completely change the uh, cadence of the word. That's so.
0: Americans, though. But what there's another one, um, it's celeriac and celeriac. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, It doesn't bother me that much, though. But, but it's like, why say it differently? Gerber. <laughs> 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 no, I run a mile, I run a mile.
1: Amazing. <laughs> uh, so I think that leaves I us... I
0: apologise st- to all people out there that love Gerber's. I'm so, so sorry. Just- <laughs> I can't love everything. I just can't.
1: Of course not. But actually, it, it, just before we uh, we kind of wrap up, do you like the flowers?
0: Yeah, what the flowers, no, gerberas? You mean? Yeah. No. You, you don't that's like. That's why. You don't
1: like the flowers or the or the name of them. No.
0: Crazy. No, Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know.
1: On that bombshell, uh, I think that leads us to say thank you for joining us today, Claire. Uh, so, if people want to find out about you and your business, uh, where can they do so? Plug away all social medias and websites and everything.
0: Oh, yes. So, well, I'd have to spell it because no one can spell my name. So it's Claire Lithgow, C-L-A-I-R, no, E-L-Y-T-H-G-O-E. So that's Claire Lithgow. So you'd find that on Instagram, Facebook and for my website, obviously with a www.uk beforehand. So, yeah, that's me. Instagram is the best place to go to. So just look for Claire Lithgow
1: wonderful stuff and jack should they wish to find out about booking you for their wedding where would they do that
2: you can go to www.theluxurymagician.com you can find me on facebook at jack brister the luxury magician or you can find me on instagram at j magic and chris if people want to find out more about you and your book where can they go to do that <laughs>
1: so they can go to chrispiercymagic.co.uk I'm on Instagram at chrispiercymagic on Facebook search for Chris Piercy Magician. or if you want a copy of my book Blissful Wedding Planning Becoming a Stoic Bride it is available on Kindle uh, it's on paperback and on Audible uh, so yeah find that in those places um, and that's uh, that's about it I think so thanks for joining us today Claire uh, it's been it's awesome been
0: a- thank you very much guys
1: it's been a lot of fun it just leads me to say Gerber. Are you as surprised as me that Claire ended up being a Twilight fan? Yeah. I, I, I honestly didn't... I, I, I know Claire a, a bit, not really, really well, but when she came out and said she was a, a massive fan of Twilight, I, I wasn't sure whether she was joking at first, but, uh, you know, if, if that she liked, she, that, that, that's Genuine. what she likes, that's what she likes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm also going to have to wind her up by saying Gerbera. Um, yeah, 100%. Or... or else, any Gerberas at this wedding? Um... <laughs> I, I know I didn't. That wasn't quite as good as the last random question of the week, but you know, it's uh, when you've reached the dizzying heights of perfection. It's um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the
2: dizzying heights of perfection. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's 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 your modesty really does know no bounds.
1: If you can come up with a better random question of the week, then you know, by Fact. by 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 all means. Um, but yeah, I, I thought she. I mean, the amount of work that she puts in um, is absolutely staggering. I mean, it's literally, you know, a couple of full weeks' work. Like it's like seventy, it must be 70, 80, 100 hours per wedding that's going into it before she's even done the wedding styling itself. It seems so. You know, the amount that you end up paying a professional florist does seem actually pretty decent when it kind of comes down to the value of it.
2: Yeah, when you break it down, it makes perfect sense, really, doesn't it?
1: I don't think she like me saying about that I don't value flowers that much, but the, no, that's not to say they don't look great because they they always do look great when they're done well, and her her work especially is incredible. But yeah, yeah, I, un- I I totally understood what you meant, and I think it's
2: um, they they have their place, and they have I think they have to be part of the wedding day, but they don't always need quite as much like worry goes into them like how much thought goes into them isn't necessarily representative of the payoff at the end of it if that makes sense
1: so is it a case of go big or go home i think so yeah yeah interesting but well that's that's for uh, up to up to you couples like if you if you disagree with us uh come and join our facebook group uh yes do i do wedding planning podcast group and and tell us so we'd be fascinated to hear your own thoughts on that because you know, yeah. we're just, we're just providing opinions. But uh, yeah, who have we got on uh, next week? We have got Ben
2: Radley of Ben Radley Video uh, Wedding Films. There, Let's try that
1: again. <laughs> They're not called Ben Radley Video Wedding Films because that would be a terrible name.
2: Wedding Films, isn't
1: it? It's just Wedding Films. Try that again. We've got Ben Radley of Ben Rad... <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. We've got we can... Ben Radley of Ben Radley... It's because I've got to say Ben Radley twice. It really gets me right. We've got Ben Radley... Of Ben Radley,
1: wedding films first, on next week. You did that first time. Well
0: done,
1: <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely um, nailed it. <laughs>
0: nailed
2: it. Uh, yeah. So he's on. Really great conversation with him about his creative process. How um, how involved he gets the couples with the the actual uh, film itself. he likes to stand out what his inspirations were and all those kind of things i think it was a really great episode here is a little teaser ahead of next week keep it simple and make sure that uh couples stay happy and unstressed because i think the worst thing ever is when they get stressed about their own wedding which is meant to be the most fun day of their lives and the most enjoyable day of their lives
0: thank you for listening to yes to i do please remember to like us on facebook and follow us on instagram using the tag at yes to i do podcast